podcast. This is the official Western Conference preview. I am joined, I think this is the first time, right, John? Yeah, this is the first time. I'm really excited to talk about this. How, how do you want to be introduced? Johnny Rara, John Raquel? Now, let's not say the whole government name. (laughs) Well, I just did. (laughs) I know you screwed that up. Let's just go with Johnny Rara. Johnny Rara. Okay, so the reason why we have Johnny Rara here, not only one of my best friends in life, but also diehard Lakers fan. So I thought it was only appropriate that we bring on somebody who not only has the Lakers perspective, but you have a good, uh, I would say a great sense of Western Conference basketball, NBA basketball in general, but... How are you feeling? Let's start off there. How are you feeling about the Lakers this season? Well, it's going to be really interesting. Um, Don't give away your seating. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, of course not. Of course not. But of course, the big three, I think Russ is going to have a big year. I think he's going to have a bounce back year this year. I know last year he had a couple turnovers, questionable shot selections, but AD and LeBron weren't healthy last year. So I think the big three is going to be a huge key, but... The depth is really bad this year, I think. Yeah, I mean, we've only seen, at the time of taping this, they do play tonight um, against Phoenix, but we've only seen one preseason game, so very small sample size. The thing that stuck out to me was just that, the depth and the lack of depth. Now, the fans booed them after the first preseason game, and you're you're smiling, you're laughing. Is that fair? Is it fair to boo after a preseason game? No, of course not. I mean... It's the first game. It's first first game for Darvin Ham, you know. And they were winning at halftime. They were winning at halftime. But, yeah, I mean, LeBron and AD and Russ didn't play the second half, of course. And they were trying to get Max Christie, Cole Swider involved to play basically the whole second half, right? Yeah. But they still have a lot of things to work on, of course. A lot. And I'm sure that... Lakers fans and Lakers media will be very patient with them because that's what we're known for here in, in LA is patience. Now, I, I actually, you know, that was obviously sarcasm, but how many games you just said you expect a big season from Westbrook, um, which by the way, I, I thought he looked really nice in his new role in game one. Um, very small sample size. How many games do you think he gets before the fans are saying, they're already saying it, but yeah. before they're like, you either bring him off the bench or just don't play him? I'd say the first 10, di- first 10 games. Because have you seen a clip on Twitter where he messed up on a defensive player yeah. and it blew up? So little little things like that, Laker fans going to be looking at it. Like if he doesn't play defense or he looks lost on defense like they're gonna be all, they're gonna be tough on him they're gonna be tough on him for sure rightfully so and I know exactly which play you're talking about he was ball watching so my whole thing with Russ is defensively like that's gonna happen because that's just how he's always been I just want to see the effort like if you if you get caught ball watching once or twice a game but you're also like on ball let's say you're doing a good job you're for the most part, aware of what's going on, I don't think it's realistic to just assume that those things aren't going to happen. I just don't like how social media will take one play like that and be like, see, he's not playing good defense because that doesn't tell a full story. Absolutely. Uh, And Russ was playing good defense the the whole first half, basically. But people won't remember it because of the viral clip. And that's, that's the... 
sad reality of being in his shoes right now in, in LA. It's it's not going to be easy to win people over. But I mean, he was showing signs of, all right, I'm okay with this new role. The way that he's handled reporters' questions in the media this offseason, you can tell that there's a different level of maturity that he's finally reached. I mean, we, we remember him snapping at reporters yeah. at OKC. So this is different. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's going to be really impatient if they go four and six. Oh, my God. Three and seven, you know, and Laker fans are back on him. He might bring back the old Russ again and start cussing people off. Well, I think as soon as he does that this time around, that will be like the final straw. The final straw. And they will trade him yeah. to whatever team. Possibly. And then it's and then. He might just not get on another roster. I mean, it's very possible. People have talked about this, yeah. but the writing is kind of on the wall with Russ, and that's what him and his agent were kind of disagreeing about. If yeah. you can't adapt, you're going to get what Carmelo got, which is basically there is no role for you in the NBA then. Because Absolutely, and no job. And no job. And we're, we're kind of getting all over the place, but I'm sure that you saw Victor versus Scoot last night. Yeah. If you're a team that has no, let's say, let's say you have some sort of path to maybe the play in tournament. Those mm -hmm. teams would be the teams that maybe would want Russ, but now no, you're going to just, yeah. there's going to be 10 to 11 teams probably at some point this season saying F it, let's go and let's tank. Yeah. So, that was the Westbrook market, the Wizards type of team. Right. But those teams, if they're at all, if they have any sort of brain activity going on in the front office, yeah. you're not going to do that. You're just going to go and try to get, even if it's not one of the top two, you want to be a high pick in this draft. Right. Well, I don't see any contenders wanting Russ anyways because they're already going to have a point guard already set there in place. So I don't see no point in trading for Russ anyways. Lakers are pretty much stuck with them at this point, I think, besides Indiana. But Indiana's being greedy with the two first-round picks, of course, right? So, I mean, it's going to be real tough for sure. Lakers really have to start off strong for this to work, honestly. Uh, last thing I want to say, because this podcast, we are going to get into our Western Conference standings. But that Indiana thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's been floated around for so long, and I just... It, I hate it. I honestly hate it. Like, if you're going to trade them, trade them. If not, let's just run with the team we have, you know? Have you seen Legacy, uh, Lakers, Hulu Doc? Yes, absolutely. Did you see the latest, not the latest, but the episode 8 about the Gasol trade? No, I don't remember that one, actually. Can so, basically, the, the point I'm trying to make here is that when the Lakers traded for Pau Gasol, and they do a great job going over it in the documentary, is nobody knew. Nobody knew, and then all of a sudden, you wake up, you see the notification, or I don't remember how we got news back. Mm -hmm. it, it seems like the Stone I, Age. I looked up uh, ESPN, and you know the little bottom right-hand oh, corner where yeah. it has the breaking news? Yeah. That's how I found out about it. Good times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that was like, what? Like, I didn't even know that that was a possibility. And that's literally the polar opposite of the Pacers and Lakers thing because we've all known for months. And I always feel like if we know, if the public knows, it just, it's like probably not going to happen because it's like, yeah, 
deals get done in the dark typically in silence. We saw yeah. with the Clippers with Kawhi and PG kind Absolutely. of happened out of nowhere, right? Yeah. So I don't know if that's going to happen, but nonetheless, I think it's time. So let's explain how this is going to work uh, to the audience. We have both of us made our top 15 seeds in the Western Conference. We're going to go starting with number one. Should we start from okay. the bottom? Yeah, might as well get that out of okay. the way. <laughs> we'll start from 15. Okay. I'll give my 15th and then you or you'll go you'll give your 15th, I'll give mine. We'll explain it and then we'll go up to one from there. Okay. All right. Who's your 15th seed? I have the San Antonio Spurs at 15. So do I. Um we're basketball junkies. We love the yes. NBA. Yeah. It's going to be hard to watch a lot of these games. Yeah. Just absolutely. flat out. What are you excited for with San Antonio? Uh, absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me rephrase the question. Um, who do you think is going to be their number one option? Uh, Johnson, I think. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, they're giving him four years, 70 mil. He, he's got to be... The, I'm, and they traded away Murray, so I think he's going to have a lot of shots. So, sure. I mean, I want to give Spurs fans a little glimmer of hope here. I know that... Obviously, Victor is the goal, but in the current team, yeah. Josh Primo, Devin Vassell, they don't do anything for you from a viewership standpoint. I mean, they can be decent role players, but they're not going to take me over the top, you know. So if you were in the Spurs shoes right now, you have guys on this team that can contribute. We've heard the Lakers rumors. Yeah. Would you even go into the season with a Jakob Purtle? Would you go into the season with a Doug McDermott? Or would you literally just be young guys and just just shit? <laughs> I mean, I'll play them, you know, try to get their trade uh, stock up. But other than that, I would just roll with the young guys. I'm su so you say nothing, and not even Jeremy Sohan. No, <laughs> absolutely not. I like I like the crazy hair. He looks like Dennis Rodman out there, but I just. They just need to tank and start losing some games this year. And they will. It's just, this is, we're, we're talking about this before we started the show, but the NBA is turning into such a, I don't want to, you know, disparage the AAU, but there is mm -hmm. something to be said about the way that teams are playing, where it's one shot or one pass shot. Yeah. One pass shot. And it might be just a preseason thing, but when you have teams like, the San Antonio Spurs, mm -hmm. and you're trying to develop young players. Do you think that this style of basketball, what we what we've seen of recent years, is going to help young guys? Because you're going to get shots up. Yeah. But is it is it helping you? In the long run, I don't think so. But Pop is a great coach. I feel like he can just hold that in, you know, reel that in with the young players and play it the right way. Hopefully play the San Antonio way of basketball. But, I mean, it's going to be tough, though, especially if you're losing five, six games in a row. Of course, you're going to end up doing bad habits. Uh. The the other thing that concerns me with, I don't mean to be so pessimistic, but you have viewership and ratings have steadily kind of decreased as yeah. we've gone through the years. And now you have teams like the Spurs and the Jazz who are going into the season tanking. Yeah. And I agree with that philosophy. Right. You should do that because you have generational prospects. Right. What do you think is going to happen, let's say, 30 games into the season when you have 
probably seven or eight teams tanking, do you think that it's going to water down the product even more? Are you worried about that? Yeah, I'm worried about it a little bit. But also the play-in tournament should help a little bit, right? It can't be... I mean, it's going to be two teams trying to fight for the ninth and tenth seed. Are they this year? I mean, the Lakers going to. <laughs> they have no <laughs> they choice. Have, they have no choice. They're not yeah. going to have the pick, Alari pick this Bulls year. Bulls are the same boat, by the way. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Well, there you go. Yeah. And so, I mean, the play-in tournament, that's why they, they made up the play-in yeah. tournament so less teams will tank, right? In theory. But, in theory. But, I mean, yeah, the Jazz, even Houston maybe going to probably tank this year. OKC for sure going to tank ever. What happened to Chet Homegroom? Yeah. You know, so. So let's let's get into the 14th seed then. Who's okay. who's your 14th? Well, talking about Chet Homegroom, I have the Thunder at 14. Wow. I'm surprised. This yeah. is our first disagreement. I'm sure we're going to disagree more. Yeah. I got Utah. Um, oh, see. Yeah, I had them. Yeah, that was kind of close, but I have the Thunder. So we can we can spoil it. Did you have Utah at 13? Yes, I did. So I had them flipped. I had Thunder okay. at 13, yeah. Jazz at 14. Yeah. And for me, the reason Thunder are ahead is strictly a Shea thing. I think Shea is going to win them games early on, and then yeah. they'll shut them down. Right. Which is, by the way, that's another thing is like you have a 23-year-old star in the making. He's yeah. already a star. Mm-hmm. But you you're going to play him less games, which is going to impact his overall development Right. Because you want more stars. Yeah. Is that, are we doing the right thing? Like, is that the way basketball should be? I get the Victor and Scoot stuff, yeah. but what do you think? I don't know, man. I feel like you should at least try, at least early on in the season, try to win as many games as possible. Play your best players as many minutes as possible. And then when you guys, 20, 25 games in the season, okay. Like, cool it down a little bit. Low manage then and there but like in the beginning of the season please try a win man yeah it looks like i don't know if anybody really cared or saw the jazz last night against portland but it looks like that's what the jazz are going to do people are like oh my god utah is going to be terrible yeah yes they will be terrible but they have those vets that I'm assuming that's part of the reason why you had them above yeah. OKC. What, uh, like Mike Conley, Jordan Clarkson. I feel like they're going to win you a couple of games, right? I agree. And who else they have? On they have team? Beasley, right? They have Beasley. They have, they have Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, Markinen, Olenek, yeah. <clears throat> Sexton. Sexton as well. Sexton's going to start probably midway through the season, I think. If they trade... If, or if they don't trade away Mike Conley, right? I feel like they're going to play Colin Sexton at the one position starting eventually down the line. At the point guard. That's interesting. Yeah. I actually, um, I think that they might have signed him just to be a six man. Like Really? I think that they, they realized you don't really have a market that's willing to pay you. Uh-huh. We'll pay you. Remember, the cap is going to go up. Right. So what is four years, 72 million? Yeah. It's a starter salary for now. But when you, you know, think about a year or two, three down the line, that's probably what you pay. Yeah. We saw Tyler Hero's contract. Jeez. Oh, she's 30 mil a year or 30 plus. And that's and he's a six, six man, man, too. So <laughs> I think what they're trying to do is develop Sexton into that role and then okay. eventually get rid of Clarkson. Yeah. But then, yeah, you're right. Then who's the point guard for the future yeah. scoot <laughs> maybe I, I think that's what they're hoping for 
But um, they also need a big too, right? Who's their center? Walker Kessler. Oh yeah, from uh, from Auburn. Uh, yeah, he, he's interesting. <laughs> so we we just did this with the Spurs, but what excites you about Utah? From Utah's, uh, I mean, I want to see what Lauren Markin does if he. Hey, you said on the Bulls he can be a star player. I'm trying to see if he can be that star player. <laughs> if people don't remember, he had a month in February of some some 2019, 2018, 26 and 12 in a month. Yeah. So he's shown glimpses of it, and he just played for Finland. I don't know if you saw that game. He had like a 43-point oh, game yeah. in the Euro. Yeah. He has upside still, and mm-hmm. opportunity is going to be there for him in Utah. So... I'm, I agree with yeah. you. I'm excited to see him. <laughs> but I think his best role is a huge 3 and D player, right? Yeah. For a contender, at least, right? And by the way, another interesting thing about Utah, just going off of last night's starting lineup, they're doing... We see this in the NBA. The Cavs did it last year. Markinen, Mobley, Allen. Mm-hmm. They're doing the thing where they go Markinen, Vanderbilt, Olenek. Yeah. Who is really the small forward in that group? I'd say uh, Laura Markinen. Probably, yeah. yeah. It's just like it's it's a bigger lineup, and yeah. you know sometimes those kinds of things kind of tri- uh, trip teams up, and yeah. you win a couple more games than you're supposed to, right. especially early on. Yeah. Who's your number twelve? Number twelve, the Houston Rockets. I got the same thing. Wow. So these bottom four, I, I the way I look at it is yeah, those they can they can interchange, right? Interchange and like the top eleven that we'll get into are trying. Mm-hmm. Right. And the Absolutely. Rockets and the Thunder and the Jazz and the Spurs. The way I look at Houston is like, hey, if we start off well, we'll see how it goes because we don't want to ruin the development of the young right. guys, but we don't expect it to start well. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um, I'm really excited to see it, uh, Jalen Green blossom into the second year, of course. He got a little bit bigger and they say he's playing defense in training camp. So let's see if that translates. Jabari Smith, I'm really high on him. Even though he doesn't have all the moves that that a top three pick needs to have, but he has a really good jump shot, of course. And um, Kevin Porter, I'm really iffy about him. I don't know. He can be really good, and then he can be really bad, and then have a huge temper and just walk on his team, you know? You don't know what direction he'll go. And then... Those are the three main players that I want to see for Houston. I'm shocked you didn't mention Shangoon. Oh, Shangoon. I forgot about Shangoon. Is he going to... I believe he's going to start day one yes, for them, he, right? So yeah. so their lineup is going to be what? KPJ, Jalen Green, Shangoon at the five, Jayshon Tate, I would assume, is somewhere in there. Yeah. And maybe Tari Eason. Who am I forgetting? Oh, Jabari Smith is going to start. Jabari Smith is going to start day one. Yeah. Are we sure about that? Yeah, I mean, they started him uh, first uh, preseason game. I'm so I'm, I, that's what I was about to do, actually. Yeah. I'm pulling up. The the one thing that I am using the preseason for is to see, like, the lineups and yeah. what guys are doing. Like, the Kings started KZ Akpala. Is yeah. that a thing that they're going to do know. in this regular the season? Kings have Murray, too. I like Murray. He has a really solid game. He was killing the Lakers. Killing the Lakers. He, he 
He's a three-level scorer for sure. He looks good. So the Rockets lineup, you're right. It was Jabari Smith at the four, Shangun at the five, yeah. Green, Porter Jr., and Eric Gordon was at the three, Ooh. but Jay Sean didn't play. So yeah. I'm assuming when he does, he would fill into that small yeah. forward role. And Jabari Smith had a good uh, first game, surprisingly. Eight for 15, yeah. 21 points, eight rebounds, five for eight from three. Yeah. So... After a struggle in summer league to, yeah. to create his own shot, a lot of talk about he's going to be a work in progress, but maybe not. Maybe his floor is he comes into the league and he immediately is a three and D, yeah. you know, kind of. I almost want to use the word unicorn because he's like 6'11 and yeah. three and D. It's, but like, are you looking for a three and D for a top three pick? I think... No, but I think that the hope with them is that the rest of his game will blossom with time. But got you. You, you <laughs> this is so unfair to Jabari. Yeah. But you compare that to what we see in Victor, and yeah. like you're like, oh my God, he's already there. Like he's already kind of has the creation and all the right. stuff that we want to see from Jabari. Yeah. And again, Victor is generational. Yeah. But I just Jabari was about to be a number one pick, so there has to be. Some standard that we hold him to, even in year one. Like, I want to see a little bit of playmaking, a little bit of off the dribble. I don't want you to just be, hey, we're going to hit you in transition and you shoot. Like, right. that can't be, like, your only form of offense. Yeah, you want to also create for others. Yeah. And be able to go by your defender for your own shot or, you know, create for others. Being able to create your own shot at this level is huge with Kevin Durant doing it, players like that, you know? And I think, you know, we have to discuss with the Rockets. This is personally my yeah. steal of the draft. I don't know how you feel about him, but Tari Eason, the guy, first preseason game, he lit up summer league, by the way, yeah. and then first preseason game, he goes out 21-10 and 10 on 9 of 13 shooting in wow. 21 minutes. He's 6'7", too, right? Yes. He, he got some length on him. Modern NBA. Yeah. That's that's what you're looking for. So Yeah, Houston's going in the right direction for sure with these picks. I like what they're doing for Do sure. Do you think that they can be ready by next year to compete for at least a play in spot? <sighs> play in spot, yeah, probably a play in spot, depending who they draft next year, the twenty twenty three draft. But yeah, I mean things are looking up for them. and we gotta talk about Kevin Porter. What direction is he gonna take this year? Is he going to improve or is he going to step, take a step back? My whole question is, where do they go at the point guard position? At least I know that, you know, that they might be trying to tank this season. But, like, if it's not KPJ on the current roster, do you give Ty Ty Washington the starting job at some point this year? Like, if it's not him, then who? Because <sighs> I don't know if the answer yeah. is on the roster. Wow. So you're not high on Kevin Porter then? I'm saying like if he has the same struggles that he's had in, in mm -hmm. prior years, with him, it's all about the consistency thing because yeah. he'll have great games, and you mentioned it. He'll yeah. go and 30, 10, and 10 or something. Exactly. And then next game, kick a, a water cooler or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a video last year of him. Uh, what was he doing on the bench? Like, 
he was talking to somebody behind him. I think he was texting or like he was on the phone or something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, yeah. The, the immature stuff. And that's why he, he left the caps. Yeah. If he can fix that up, there's no doubt about his talent right now. I'm still kind of confused about the position mm-hmm. that he'll play in the long run because I don't know if he's a Our point, true one. True yeah. One. But again, who, you know, this day and age, it's like, you have Victor grabbing the rebound at seven foot four, and he's playing the one. You really like this Victor guy, don't I you? I mean, don't, everybody. <laughs> yeah, should. everyone should. <laughs> Let's get into this. Is where it gets interesting, and the reason why I say that is because this is the the team. So the four that we mentioned, they're not really trying to make it. Uh-oh. Now the eleven that we're about to get into, they are trying to make it. Yeah. So if you're trying to make it. And there's 10 spots yeah. and you finish in 11th, that's not a good look no, at all. Because no, it not. means that you tried and literally you had 10 chances and you couldn't get in. So this is yeah. interesting. Who, who's your 11th seat? The Sacramento Kings at 11. This is really hard for me and I and I agree with you. Yeah. I, I was really torn about whether they sneak in or not. But go ahead. Did you, uh, did you have Portland at 11? Or you had Sacramento. I had Sacramento. Okay, so got we had you. The same same mindset. <sighs> I mean, Sabonis is good. Darren Fox took a step back for me last year with his jump shot, playmaking, and defense. Surprisingly, like <laughs> I think he was a really good defender in college in his first couple years in the league. And then I don't know what happened. He took a step back for me. But um like I said, what, what we talked about earlier, Murray, I really like Murray. I think he should start. He didn't start his first preseason game, but I feel like he's going to be a starter and maybe maybe an all-star, maybe a p- potential all-star. In I year think. one? No, <laughs> no, okay, no, 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 no. Okay, down uh, the line, down the line, okay. down the line. Uh, it's a bonus. I mean, he can get you 20 and 10 any given night, right? And then who else is on their roster? Um, Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes. Davion Mitchell. Kevin Herter, Malik Monk. Yeah. Interesting team. Interesting team, but I don't know what direction they're going, though. (laughs) Me neither. I mean, that's been the question with Sacramento for for our whole lives, pretty much. Yeah. But my my biggest thing with them is where is the rim protection? Like, if you're going to, is Sabonis going to start at the five? Yeah, he is going to start at the five, unfortunately. They're trying to score 130 a game. I think that's their mindset. Well, I mean, Mike Brown been preaching uh, defense this whole training camp, so hopefully that gets through to them. And but. I love that hire for them, by the yeah. way. I love the way that he's interacted with the media, yeah. the way that he's handled it. I just one thing to preach it, and I do yeah. believe that they will be an improved defensive team, mm-hmm. but the personnel has to match what you're preaching. And Absolutely. Who is going to protect the rim? Like I don't see anybody. Who's their backup center? You know they have like Alex Len. They have Kada. Yeah. Um, I think I'm forgetting somebody on their roster. Um, as I pull it up, Gross. they apparently they like KZ Akpala because you mentioned it. But Keegan Murray came off the bench and Akpala yeah. started. They have Trey Lyles, Chemezi Metu, Rashawn Holmes. Back, yeah. That's the backup five right there is Rashawn Holmes. But wow, they got. I mean, they got like three, four centers on their roster. And who's wow. going to... But they have no one in the rim to protect, yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's... I don't know about that. And then who's playing at the four? It's going to be Barnes. Barnes. Or Murray, I guess. Yeah. So 
just for for um, for reference, their their preseason opener it was Fox Herder, mm. Barnes Akpala Sabonis. Yeah, that's. I mean, they're trying to contend for sure for the playing tournament, but it's tough for me, man. Honestly, I don't know what direction. They're just in the middle of the pack right now. They're in a tough position, honestly. The good thing with with them is if they can float and be in yeah. the middle, yeah. you always have those teams that have the injuries or something, and then all right. of a sudden they floated long enough that, oh, okay, we're, mm-hmm. we're the eighth seed this year. Yeah. And they, I think that we both agree that they are capable of that. Yeah, absolutely. And they, they need it. They, they need it. They're, They're on a drought, right? 21 years, something like that? I think it, no, I don't think it's been that long. I think it was 04. 04. Uh, oh, 18 years? I think that's right. 18 years. Are but, you sure about that? Yeah, you're probably right. They. It's. It wasn't 21. Yeah. I, I can no. guarantee that. Let's see. Sacramento 18. Kings playoff drought. It was 16 years, so they oh, made it sure. in 2006. <laughs> okay. But still. That's still a long ways. There's eight teams that, you know, pre, uh, prior would make the playoffs, uh-huh. and there's 15 in the conference. So you have a greater than 50% chance just by flipping a coin each yeah. year. To not make it in 16 years is mathematically almost <laughs> impossible. impossible. <laughs> like, that's really hard to do. And that's why if there's any fan base that I just want to give a hug to and be like, I hope you guys have success. It's the Kings fans. Yeah. It really absolutely. is. Nah, screw them. <laughs> I mean, you're a Laker fan, yeah, so it's different them. for you. You still have that. They're, they're, they're still the Sacramento Queens for me. Yeah. And understandably so. But, you know, let's get into the 10 seed. So these are the playing teams here. Uh, Who's your 10? The Portland Trailblazers. Okay. So we're going to disagree here. <sighs> I have, this was really hard for me to do. I think I know where you're going with this. Where am I going? The Lakers. The LA Lakers. <laughs> and it was really hard for me because I all, I wanted to put them at 11th. Now, before I let you go about Portland, with the Lakers for me, they have the most volatile outcome possibility yeah. Yeah. where I could see them being literally like a contending team, if LeBron and AD are LeBron and AD that we saw. 2019 and 2020. Exactly. Okay. But the other outcome, and this is what we saw some of in the second half of the preseason game, they just have no depth. They have none. The talent. Who is the third best player on the Lakers right now? Russ. Who's the fourth best player? Probably Patrick Beverly or... Dennis Schroeder. Okay, and now let's compare that to, let me pick a, the Pelicans. Who's the Pelicans' third best player? You can go with CJ. You can go with Brandon Ingram. No, let's go with CJ. And who's their fourth best player? Damn. Just he's using them fourth. as an example. I like Herb Jones. So do you see what I'm saying here? Yeah. The difference between like yeah, absolutely. The, the drop-off after the top two is staggering. Yeah. At least that's how it looks to me right now. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe a guy like Alani Walker or somebody steps up and surprises us. Yeah. That was Malik Monk last year. He kind of... But look what they ended up. Exactly. 33 and 49 exactly. last year. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I mean, I had them at nine, so it wasn't too far off. Okay. Yeah, okay. so... I'm so, bl- Portland. Portland. Another middle-pack team. Kind of, I put them in the same boat as Sacramento Kings at this point. Damian Lillard, 
got injured last year, of course. But the thing is, they're trying to win. I get it. I get the loyalty with Damian Lillard. But they're not going to go past 10, I think. I mean, they have Josh Hart, solid player. Jeremy Grant, solid player. But there's not a star. There's not a second star unless you think Anthony Simons going to take that huge leap. Which I do. You think? Personally, I do. You think he's going to be better than CJ? In the long run, yes. Wow. I do think he will have That's really a interesting. better career than CJ. Dude, do you know what Anthony Simons shot on catch and shoot threes last year? No. What do you shoot? Take a guess. 41%. 48. Wow. So that is literally the top, top tier yeah. of catch and shoot. Now, defense is another thing. And, yeah. you know, there's a lot more to the game than just shooting. But he can create his own shot. CJ can too, though. Yes, but I like the fact that Simon's three ball. I think I that's the difference maker for me is I think that he's an elite shooter. Wow. And, you know, I, I understand your skepticism with Portland, but I want to yeah. clarify one thing. Mm-hmm. So your upside with them, your your ceiling is is where? Best case uh, scenario. Eight seed. Wow. Eight <laughs> seed at best. I mean, they don't have a second star in this league to be a premier uh, championship to contender, you need two stars for yes. sure. You need two superstars. But to be a to be a seven seed, you think you need two stars? Maybe in yes, the current in the climate. West. In the West right now, you kind of do need two stars. Jeremy Grant, no, no, borderline, borderline, he's not a star, but no. I mean, he's a decent player. Yeah, 18, 19 points a game, right? Uh, Nurkic, solid uh, center in the league. Top 20 center in the league, but... So, we're going to disagree about the Blazers, but the area yeah. that we agree on is the fact that they're kind of in no man's land. In terms right. of the grand scheme of competing for a title, Yeah, they're not really doing that. But I mean, I'm a huge Damon Lillard fan, but they're just sending him back. I mean, honestly, I think they should have traded him. It would have probably got the best value for him Yeah, last season. I don't know. That's just me personally. I think they should have traded him last year. Yeah. And and started tanking, honestly. I just mean, start over. This is the time to do it. Yeah. But it's not going to happen at this point. I think he's <laughs> it's too late now. a blazer for life for at life. this point. Respect that, though. I, I respect do. that. Yeah. Um, let's get into number nine. You said Lakers, right? Lakers. You have Lakers. Yeah. Um, do you want to take a guess who I have number nine? <sighs> the T-Wolves. No, I do not. I have Dallas. At number nine. So. Wow. So you have the Blazers up there then. Well, we don't know yet, do we? <laughs> but I mean, you wow. said the Blazers. Okay. Ceiling is eighth. So I'm still not out of your okay realm of possibility, I guess. But let's get into, obviously, the Lakers are your squad. Yeah. And you have them at ninth. I want to ask you, what is their ceiling to you? And what is their floor? <sighs> their floor, I would say. Nine ten, and then ceiling <laughs> six. I would say six. That is wow. Six, fifth or six. Honestly. So let's if everything's clicking for them, fifth or six, unless something drastic happens, like a huge trade, which I doubt. But yeah. So let's start with the floor because uh-huh. you said the floor is that they will make the plane, the plane at yeah. the very least. At the very least, actually. <laughs> If AD gets hurt, we just knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> we just knock on wood. I just knocked on wood. 
if he gets hurt, maybe 12. <laughs> it could get scary. It could get really scary. And God forbid, I hope that doesn't happen. But so I'm going to go with 9 10 as a floor. So my whole thing with the Lakers, um, amongst many things, is that LeBron is going to load manage yeah. at some point. And Davis probably will too. So let's say let's say Davis let's say he plays 70 games, mm-hmm. right? Those 12 games that he doesn't play and you have LeBron and the rest of the guys. What's, I mean, what happens if LeBron's out too? That's Well, then it's, you know, it's the it's automatic nightmare deal. scenario. Yeah. But what is their record in let's just say a small 12 game sample size without AD? Oh, man. Are they a 4 and 8 team? Are they a 5 and Yeah, I probably go 4 and 8. Maybe five and seven if they get lucky, depending and on what their schedule is, of and course. if you flip it and you take LeBron out, I'm assuming you think the oh, same. They might even be even worse. worse. Even worse, probably, just because LeBron controls everything, yeah. basically, for that team, right? So it's not only the fact that they need to stay healthy. It's mm-hmm. also the fact that when one of them does have to sit and load manage and do stuff like that, Yeah. Memphis, for example, Morant goes out. That team is a juggernaut. They they just Still. they keep chugging along. Yeah, the absolutely. Lakers. I don't think that they're going to be able to do that, and no. that's part of the reason why I think they're going to dip. You think heavily in the standings? You think Rob Palinka is one of the worst general managers you ever seen? I want to. I want to give him one more chance because so he won a ship. He won a ship, and yeah. I want to see what happens this year. But if it's the same thing as last year, which it very well could be, then I would entertain that thought. Here's the problem with their structure, with their roster structure. They're trying to go too big with three. You don't th- you don't need three mega superstars on a team. You only need two, and then you fill in the pieces as you go, right? Yeah. Like the Clippers, we'll get to them later. But the Clippers, they set a perfect example how to set a roster. Two superstars. And three and D's, and you pay them what twelve to fifteen mil a year, right? And you get like four or five of those, and you get a center, you pay them twelve, thirteen mil, and you have the perfect roster, right? I completely agree, and you have the advantage of having LA as a as a recruiting pitch, and yeah, it it just makes no sense, you know, not to get revisionist, but the Westbrook trade will will not make sense for. Yeah. Any point in time. I, I want to quickly shift over to the team that I had in ninth, Dallas, because I think yeah. that the general consensus would think that that's too low. But Yeah, I think so. But I mean, they are so reliant on Luka. Luka and yeah. the fact that they lost a guy that people are not really giving credit to. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brunson basically carried them in a playoff series. Like, True. Until Luca got healthy in that series, it was Brunson putting the team on his shoulders. Yeah. And his loss, they didn't really replace him. They're going to get Hardaway Jr. back healthy. but Yeah, he doesn't do the same things that Jalen Bretz does, of course. And then you have the fact that they, they bought in on the defensive end with Jason Kidd. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. But now you have to do it again. And you have guys like Luca and Christian Wood and guys that have not been uh, known for defensive effort and you have to make them buy in all over again and be like hey we have to do what we did last year but maybe even do it more because our offense might be a little worse yeah with christian wood i give the asan white side vibes oh 
You think so? Like, I see what you mean. Yeah, like he gets too big headed sometimes, and he's just. I feel like he needs to just be humble. It's always concerning to me when the fan base of a player is like, yeah, you enjoy him. Like, yeah. he's yours. Like, don't worry. I hope it all goes well. But, you know, Rockets fans were the ones that I saw on Twitter. They were en- enthusiastic. They were ecstatic that Christian right. Wood was gone. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like. I would be too, though, honestly. Like, I mean, he's a decent offensive player, but on the defensive end. God, he don't, he don't try at all, like at all, and and he's a headache. Do you remember the clip of Jason Kidd in the playoffs against Phoenix, calling out defensive? Uh, it was the mic'd up segment. Yeah, yeah, against the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, of course. So that's the level of intensity they brought to the defensive end yeah. a lot last year. And now you have a guy like you just mentioned, Wood. It just, I I want to. I want to root for them, but yeah. I am so skeptical about the Mavericks this year. Yeah. I'm very skeptical. I mean, I mean, they got Spencer Dinwiddie too. He's going to need he... to step up offensively. Yeah. He's going to need to help replace that Brunson. Yeah, I was sure. going to ask. You think he's going to start or just come off the bench again? I think he will start. I think it'll be... Actually, no, I don't think he will. I think it'll be Luca mm-hmm. Hardaway Jr., Finney Smith... Wow, just Reggie Bullock and just Bullock have, just and have shooters McGee. around him. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's not a bad idea. I mean, Luca is one of the top five players in the league right now. Yeah. And he's my MVP vote okay. this year. For there sure. There we go. Um, good luck to you. I think that <laughs> Dallas has to finish top four. For him to get for MVP to, votes? Yeah. Oh, crap. Maybe fifth would do it, too. Because um, I have Dallas at eight. Okay, so there we go. You have Dallas at eight. I have Dallas at eight. And I got, so I got Minnesota at eight. Um, yeah. Whoa, whoa. Okay. So Portland's just up there for you. Well, um, <laughs> Minnesota, let's start with Minnesota. Yeah, let's start with Minnesota. I know that this is going to be a team that a lot of people are going to go back and forth about. But first of all, let me start here. Losing a guy like Pat Bev in your locker room, yeah. especially when you have a, young, clearly not fully developed with what Anthony Edwards posted on social media yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the homophobe. They they yeah. need seasoning in terms of yeah. like vet leadership. Yeah, who's going to bring that out, honestly? Got to be what, Torian Prince? and I mean, didn't he get in trouble exactly, too? Exactly, exactly. Oh, they, they lack. Yeah, Pat Bev was the perfect like leader for them. On and off the court, for sure. I think Kyle Anderson is going to have to develop some of that yeah. for them as well. But this team, I mean, to me, it's just like I look at this team and I feel like they are going to be the team that is the most frustrating and the most difficult to figure out. Yeah. Because they'll probably go into Philadelphia one night and, and beat win them. Yeah. by like 15 to 20. And then they'll have a game two nights later against Oklahoma City at home. And they'll lose. And yeah. I feel like that's the type of team that we're going to yeah. see. You think Anthony Edwards is going to take that huge step and be the top 15 player in the league? Well, if they want to actually contend, and when you make a trade like the Gobert trade, you better make it to contend. Yeah, There is absolutely. no time to waste. Absolutely. He needs to make that leap. And yeah. my whole question is with him is the consistency factor. Is like he'll have a 30 yeah. and then he'll have a 12. Yeah. And you can't do that as a face of a franchise. No. 
like Carl Anthony Towns has the same problem, right? Yeah. He'll go and just drop 25, 13, five blocks. And then the next night it'd be barely hear from him. 12 points, five rebounds, something like that, right? So I'm going to tell you, this might be the first time I'm saying this publicly, but I'm I'm done with the cat. Like, he can do what he wants <laughs> really? in the regular season. I don't think... I'm not going to give up on him yet. So as a, as a top two guy on a title team or a contender... And I'm factoring in offense only because I understand Gobert might be considered top two on this team because of his defense. But let's be real. It's Edwards and Cat, uh-huh. and I don't trust Cat at all in a playoff setting. I don't either. I don't either. So then what are we doing here? I mean, I mean, they're going to be a good regular season team, I think. So They're going to be a 50-plus, I think, in my heart. Oh, 50-plus wins. Yeah, 50-plus. I sure. will give them credit because... They played last night as well. Jalen Noel, really good, solid find. Good backup. Maybe starter if uh, D'Angelo Russell starts struggling in the beginning of the year. And we didn't even mention D'Lo yet. That's a good point. So Did he gain some weight? Um, sure. It looks like he did in that picture that I saw. Yeah. He looks like he's <laughs> a little chubbier in the face. McDaniels. Love him. Nas Reed. Uh, he's all right. He's a good backup. Kyle Anderson. I like that pickup. You have nice little role players, yeah. guys that can fill in. I'm just skeptical about the top of the organization, and, and yeah. especially when it comes to Cat. I mean, he's uh, writing love letters to Jordan Woods, and we're all for love here on yeah, this podcast. Of course, That's great. Man. It's just like I want to see him be unequivocally, undeniably a top three center this year. You want him to be a dog. He needs to be in that conversation with – he needs to start and barking. And Jokic. He needs to start barking, huh? A little bit. <laughs> I want to see more. He'll do it sometimes where, it, it to me, it seems so fake when he's trying to act tough. I yeah. want to actually see him become, you know, you, you use the word dog, but I want him to be more stoic, more stoic. calm. and yeah. be The biggest thing, can you attack a mismatch? If you have a wing on you, yeah. we should be able to post you up, and that should yeah. be two automatic points. Right. Absolutely. And I don't know if he has that in this game. Honestly. Who did you have at eighth? I had Dallas at eight. Okay, so you had Dallas. We talked about yeah, Dallas yeah. already. Let's let's move on to seventh. Oh, this is gonna get really interesting. I don't know if you're gonna go ahead. The Phoenix Suns. Me too. Oh me too. And this was the hardest one. This was hard. This was hard for me too. What what did we expect? I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I mean, media day. <laughs> Circus. Circus. DeAndre Aiden did not want to be there. The owner doing, what, gone, he was yeah. doing, doing what he's doing. And Jay now, Crowder. Jay Crowder once gone. Devin Booker sending cryptic, messages. Yeah, yeah, cryptic messages on Twitter and stuff. <sighs> and then, yeah, DeAndre Aiden not talking to his coach. For the whole, yeah. the whole summer? That's Since crazy. game seven? That's crazy. That's that's ludicrous, honestly. So, okay, so with all that being said, I can't ignore the fact that this team was easily the best regular season team last year. Absolutely. Can't ignore that. And I also can't ignore the fact, despite Monty Williams not reaching out to DeAndre Ayton, mm-hmm. I still think Monty Williams is an elite coach. Yeah. And when you have... Those two factors, I really was like, we talk about the uh, variation in how high your ceiling is to your floor. What's their ceiling to you? Regular uh, season. Three, four. 
depending. Okay. But I wouldn't be shocked if yeah. they're first, by the way. Yeah, I wouldn't either. But here's the thing. What's another problem with them, though? What? Dev. They only have five yeah. players. <laughs> Who's coming off their bench? Cameron Payne? Who else? Frank Jackson? Who else? Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Sarge? Landry Shamit, Sarge. They have five players. There, right? yeah. If you watch the game when they played the Australian team, they got smacked. Yeah. They let a guy score 35 and then another guy score 32 on them. They have no depth whatsoever. And that's a huge problem. And they had a little bit of depth last year because they could go seven, eight deep, right? So I'm assuming at least one piece of that depth will be whoever they trade Crowder for. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, where are they going to trade him to, though? That's the problem. I mean, Miami, but Miami probably going to give him, like, Duncan Robinson, maybe? I don't know. Like, yeah. if you go around the league, the, I mean, if they trade him to the Lakers, they might get Kendrick Nunn. I don't know. Yeah. The, the market right now is not that great. It's for, not. And, again, like, there's, like, a lot of these teams are already set at that spot. And Crowder yeah. has a weird salary that it's going to be hard to, like, how much is he making? Ten mil? Uh, yeah, something around there, so right? So it's like you you want to give him. Why would we trade you a vet that does the same thing as Crowder for Crowder? Yeah. It's like I I don't know what's going to happen with that situation. Yeah, but this is the year that the when I look at the Suns, it's all about Booker and Bridges, yeah. like especially for me, especially Bridges. Yeah, because all hell is breaking loose within the organization. Right. But you have a guy that he took a leap last year. I want to see him be in the all-star conversation. Yeah. And I want to actually, I want to see him become their second guy, like even above Chris Paul. Over Chris Paul. Take That's really interesting. Chris Paul can handle the ball and he can get his assists and, yeah. and be Chris Paul. But I want to see Bridges become like. I see what you're going. More yeah. of a guy that they can rely on. Here's an interesting question. If they would have got KD, you think they would have been top three? Even still, they, they would still have no team. Huh? They would have yeah. gutted their team. They would have gutted the team. Well, I mean, let's just say they would have kept Devin Booker and they would have still had CP3, Chris Paul. Yeah. And they would have had a big three. Once again, they have a Laker problem. They have a big three with no depth around them. Yeah. Whatsoever. I think that that team would have figured something out. Yeah. I mean, they so would have been talent. top five yeah. for sure. But I don't know. That... I cannot wait, and actually, we don't really get excited for preseason, but tonight is kind of interesting between the Suns and the Lakers yeah. because the Lakers got booed in their first game. The Suns <laughs> lost to freaking the 36ers. I so, mean, at least they're playing at a neutral site, so they don't get... Oh, where is the game tonight? In Vegas. I did not know that. I thought it was back in crypto, so... Yeah. Staples, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I mean, it's I don't know. It's blank right now. They don't put anything on top of the stadium. So, yeah, let's let's move on to six. Who do you have at six? T-Wolves. T-Wolves. OK, so I had them at eighth. You have them at six. Yeah. I have Portland at six. OK, there you go. And let me justify this really quickly, because please do. So first and foremost, Damian Lillard was not nearly anywhere near Damian Lillard last year. And mm -hmm. personally, I thought that we were never going to see that version of him again. Yeah. I understand he had a severe ab injury, yeah. but I really thought like he had lost a step. I thought that it was kind of 
His shot was a little off. Shot was a little off. It was a very weird season. Yeah, it was very weird. And I have seen enough in the preseason. He looks quick, though, huh? He looks quick. Yeah. His shot looks great. Yeah. And I honestly think he will compete for the MVP this year. I really do. And that's the main reason yeah, why I have that's not a at huge. Six. That's not a huge limb to go off. Well, I think the reason why a lot of people are skeptical about Portland is because they're forgetting what Damian Lillard is capable of just by yeah. himself. You're not going to win a ring. You're not no. going to compete. No. But regular season, if he's putting up 30-plus and you have good role players, Josh Hart, Jeremy Grant, Nurkic, even, I mean, I think But Simon's that's top six, lead. though? I don't know. The, the gap for me between six through 10, maybe six through nine or whatever, yeah. is very close. So and, you think they can interchange at any point? And the re- and yeah, and the reason why I picked Portland ahead of the other teams is strictly because when I go down the list, I think Dame is better than every other team's best player, besides maybe the Lakers. But the Lakers oh, are a yeah. mess. Oh well, Whoa, Dallas as well. well. Yeah, what about Dallas? Dallas? Well, sorry, okay, come but on I now. I honestly think that peak Dame playing at his. I think this is going to be like his. Steph Curry, I'm that motherfucker again. Yeah. Like, remember when Curry oh, did shit. it? Oh, we can, shit. We can cuss on here? You I didn't know that. on here. No. Yes. Um, okay. I think that this is this is Dame's, like, final hurrah. Maybe not, like, this season specifically, yeah. but, like, this stretch of however you, long. Are you talking about it. prime years of yes. Dame? This is his last? I don't know. Maybe, Maybe not his last year of his prime, but, like, this is when... He reaches the top of the mountain uh, the, for him, the and the then pinnacle. it eventually yeah. starts to, as it always does. Yeah. But you had, you had, you said Minnesota, yeah, right? Minnesota at six. Okay, so I mean, I think the defense is going to improve. I mean, they're just going to funnel everything to Rudy Gobert, Cat, right? Yeah. I mean, they're going to try to remake the, the Twin Towers. Yeah. I think right, and just funnel everything because D'Lo not a great on-ball defender, right? And borderline right so if you could funnel these guys into the paint and Rudy Gobert just swats everything right and just go down transition on the other way I think they can compete bro I think the I I told you before I think they can get 50 wins this year for sure and I like the role players I like how I understand stuff what is their playoff upside this year I mean upside maybe second round okay but I mean it's tough because the top three is just deadly. <laughs> they almost made the second round last year, and they blew so many of those games against Memphis. Yeah, against Memphis. Memphis, yeah. So basically, I mean, to me, yeah, second round would be a win for Minnesota fans. But yeah. at some point, when you make a trade like that, yeah. you better be... How many first round picks they trade away? Four, I think. I thought it was or more. More. Five. It was five and then like two five swaps. Swaps, yeah. It Which was is lot. ridiculous. <laughs> So okay, so I think I know where you're gonna go with five, but let's let's hear who who's your fifth? Pelicans at five. Me too. Me I too. love the Pelicans right now. This is the team that America is Loves. having a love affair about, and I think they could be top three. I could. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked at all. The only question mark I have. Do you know where I'm gonna go with this? Zion's health. Sure, health, but something basketball-related that I question with the Pelicans. What's that? It's floor spacing. Really? You have 
you have Valanchunas and Zion in the starting lineup. Yeah. Who is your who is your shooter? Herb, by the way, Herb Jones. Herb Jones is actually a, a he, decent three point shooter. He looks shooter. like a better shooter. After Brandon Ingram can shoot 38, 39%. CJ can shoot 38, 39. They got some shooters, man. Yeah, I might I might be off base with that. But and then Murphy too? That's the guy. <sighs> Trey Murphy? I think that that's the guy that is going to play a much bigger role than maybe the general public yeah. realizes. He's yeah. the guy for me that I'm yeah. most excited. I Besides love the obvious answers. Yeah. I love watching him in the summer league. He was yeah. absolutely killing it. He looked like he grew as well. I don't know if he grew. actually did, but he looked to me to be a Six, little nine. bit. Yeah, a little bit lankier. And he, his wingspan is ridiculous. And yeah. Yeah, he's going to be exciting. Obviously, Alvarado. Alvarado, of the, course. The other interesting thing with the Pelicans is they basically just are running it back yeah. with a healthier team. Yeah. And you don't typically see that. They're basically saying the same guys that we had last year are going to be back, but we're yeah. going to be a year older, more experienced, and healthy Zion. Yeah, and that's going to be a scary sight, honestly. And Zion looks great. He looks in shape. Better than he looked his rookie year, honestly. We, we used to have these conversations about, I think it was the Clippers, right? About the lack of a point guard, like a pure point yeah. guard. Does that, do you think about that at all with this team? Because McCollum is, you know, traditionally you know, played the two. You know what's crazy? I think Brandon Ingram can run point guard this year. I think, really? he, I think he can take that step up this year, honestly. He was doing it in the playoffs against the, the Phoenix Suns, and he was craving for others. I think if he takes that next step, I know there's another step for him. If he takes that next step, I think he can run point guard like LeBron did with, with the Lakers 2019-2020. And the craziest part about the Pelicans is that the fan base in New Orleans, we know what they're capable of. We've yeah. seen it with the Saints. Mm -hmm. And now the Saints are probably ass. So Yeah, they're terrible. The Pelicans fans are alive. They're and they're ready. Yeah. And if they can make that a basketball town, which I actually I never thought that that would be possible. Now I do. Now you have a really tough building to play in, possibly for a road team. We've seen it in the playoffs, but like consistently throughout an 82 game season. That is a really, really scary team. Yeah, man. I don't know. How can you really guard that? Like Zion, you're going to have to double team Zion, I think, eventually down the line. And then Brandon Ingram was a killer. What is their upside to you this year? Upside. Top three. Playoff-wise. Playoff-wise. Oof. Like their Best case ceiling. scenario in the playoffs. Western Conference Finals. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I see it. Like, they, they can beat Denver. They can beat the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. Like, I'm really high on them for sure. Me too. Let's move into our top four now. Okay. Who is your fourth? Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets. I got the Clippers. Okay. And the reason why I have the Clippers is nothing against the Clippers. I just don't think that they're going to care as much about where they finish. They're going to low manage a little bit with Kawhi. Be uh, careful with them. Yeah, I get it. I, I could have interchanged Denver and Clippers. But, yeah, I mean, the Clippers are really good this year. I think Paul George. I mean, with, with, with Paul George, he always talks like, He's going to be the most focused he's ever been in his life. I heard that for two, three years. But is this going to be the year that finally changed? You know, on that same topic, I do think it will be the year that it changes. And I think that a lot of people are sleeping on one potential outcome with the Clippers, which is 
this is going to sound maybe a little bit out there, but I really think that this could be the year that it becomes Paul George's team. Yeah, I think so too. It's no shade to the claw at all, but we don't really know what he is capable of in a full season. And we've seen Paul George. And I think Paul George is hitting that, what we mentioned with Dame Lillard, that literal pinnacle, the peak of his basketball prowess. Right. And I really think that it might be like, hey, Kawhi, you're awesome. We love you, but you're kind of like the 1B now. Right. And Paul George is the 1A. Yeah. I mean, with the Clippers, though, is there a such thing as too much depth with them? Yes. And and in the playoffs, you only you're only going to be playing 8 9 players max, right? Yes. In the championship, you're only going to be playing 8 players max at the most cuz your top players are going to probably play 40 minutes a night in the finals. And then what are you going to do with Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, Nicholas Batum? They got a lot of those players, right? Yeah. I mean, how are you going to how are you going to play those players? How are you going to separate the minutes like that? Play those players and keep them happy because yeah. this is a job at the end of the day. They want their next contracts, which yeah. is understandable. That is a concern for me. And I really think that that is the thing that can potentially divide the team. Yeah. I don't know if it will. Probably. I mean, they have a good organization. They have a good foundation, right? Yeah. But, I mean, there's egos involved as well. Reminds me of the story of Steven Jackson in San Antonio. Do you remember that story? No. So um, Was it his first stint or second stint? I think it was his second stint. Okay. And basically, it was after a game. Egos were involved. Mm-hmm. Greg Popovich calls Steven Jackson into his office. And he says, Steven, I need you to answer me this question. And he goes, what's the question? And he goes, are you better than Manu Ginobili? <laughs> and then he goes, yeah, I am. And he goes... All right, well, thank you. That's all I needed to hear. <laughs> and then he cut him. Oh. They cut him because they didn't even want to get into like the yeah. whole, you're either bought into what we're trying to do yeah. as a coaching staff yeah. or exactly. I don't know. And the Clippers have so many of those potential outcomes with yeah. guys like, I don't know, like you're Norman Powell versus Terrence Mann. Oh, man. And Luke Kennard. Like Luke there's Kennard. three. Oh, my God. Covington, Batum, Morris. It's like. You can't play them all, so it's going to be really fascinating to watch that team. Well, but I think we both agree that yeah, they're they're really good. Amazing. But here's another another thing: Reggie Jackson and John Wall. We have Completely. to get into that. I mean, who's going to start? Who's going to come off the bench? Are they going to be cool with coming off the bench? How many minutes are both of them going to have? Are they going to play together? It's a lot of question marks for sure. We've seen Reggie Jackson in the past say that he, you know, should have been playing over Westbrook or better than Westbrook. Yeah. Or I, I forget what the exact yeah. what what he used, but that's the reason why Oklahoma City got rid of him right. originally. Now that was a long time ago. Yeah, um, John Wall has started six hundred one out of his six hundred and thirteen career games. Yeah, and yeah, it's a potential for one of them to be unhappy. But I will say, I think that they've both changed a lot over the course and they of bought, this maturity. And they bought in for sure. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think that that's going to work. I'm more yeah. I'm more worried with the egos with the wings because okay. you have so many of them. Yeah. And you already know that the point guard spot's going to be one of those two. Yeah. Kawhi and PG. You're going to play Zubats. Right. So there's literally one spot for however many of them. Yeah. It's going to be hard to fill that. Well, and then who else? They're going to... Well, they're, they say they're going to start Marcus Morris at the four. 
They already yeah. put that out there. So it's going to be Kawhi, PG, Reggie Jackson, and Zubak as the five. And yeah. More, yeah as well, we'll see how that goes. Who do you have at number three? No, I had the Clippers at three. We forgot to talk about Denver. I okay. Have, I had Denver. Denver at four. Let's let's save Denver for okay. where I have them. Um, we can talk about them there. So you have the Clippers at three. We just talked about yeah. them. I have Golden State at three. And the the reason is the same as, as the Clippers thing is I don't think that I they care. It. Veteran team. Um, I am fascinated, as I think we all are, by Kuminga and Wiseman this year and what they end up being. Because yeah. if, if they both hit, even if one of them hits yeah. and takes a leap, I... I what about Moody? He might. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm interested in him. I, yeah. I just think that he is, you know, a nice NBA player. I don't okay. think he has the star upside gotcha. as the other guys. And now they have Pat Baldwin Jr., who people are talking about, kind as of raving about yeah. as a shooter. Yeah. His team is just, it's it's a it's an embarrassment of riches. Yeah, yeah the continues. rich get richer, basically. You know, there was obviously the quote by Joe Lake of years back where he said, we're light years ahead of everybody. After he said that, they kind of took a dip for a, a second, but yeah. he's he's kind of right. Like, yeah. they kind of are. And yeah. maybe, you know, the, the non-Warriors fan dislikes that kind of tone, mm-hmm. but he's not wrong. He's not wrong at all. And now we get to see Clay Thompson get an offseason to prepare scary <laughs> it's scary like what if clay becomes an above average to elite defensive player again yeah. which i think he's capable capable of. of and then draymond of course is being the leader that he is looney man he played his role to a t last year right grabbing rebounds playing defense andrew wiggins wow who would yeah. have thought be a key piece to a championship team yeah it was so fun to see him find his his niche his niche in yeah. the league and now now that he has the weight off his shoulders he's still young enough that he can take a leap again yeah. he's 27 yeah 26 yeah so that team i mean we all know about golden state and it, it's going to be one of those things where this is no shade towards the warriors it's just like I'm actually more excited to see like the Pelicans and those teams because yeah. I we know what the Warriors are. They're amazing. Yeah. And it's fun to watch them, but I, I'm more curious about the Wolves, the Pelicans, those teams. Maybe even that's the, just even me. Denver. I'm really excited to watch Denver this year. So wait, uh you had Denver at, at fourth. Four. Okay. Let's get to two. Okay. I have Warriors at two. So your three was Clippers. Clippers. Okay, interesting. So that means Memphis at one. Okay, so I have Memphis at two. Okay. And this is one of those where I thought maybe one of us would have Memphis at five or six because nah. Jaron Jackson Jr. He's out for the beginning of the season, yeah. Maybe more. That's, yeah, like they're saying, what, a Christmas return, which that can get pushed to January yeah. very easily. That's like potentially half the season. Yeah, but I mean, their, their death is crazy still. They can plug in brandon clark they can plug in brandon clark and the reason why personally i'm so optimistic about memphis is because i think the general public has not caught on yet but this organization is as scary as golden state in terms of like just finding guys and the guys that they found uh this year jake laravia 
Lofton Jr. Um, oh, I'm wow. forgetting one of them. We know about Zaire Williams. Uh, Chandler? Yeah, um, him as well. But, but he's not going to play as much, I don't think. But. We know about Zaire and the, the leap yeah. that is expected from him. Desmond Bain. Yeah. They're loaded. and They're loaded. We've seen that they don't skip a beat when one of those guys has yeah. to sit for some reason. Um, the guy that I'm thinking of, well, they have John Conchar as well. I'm thinking of David Roddy. Oh, David Roddy yes. from... Uh, you like him? I like all their young guys. Wow. I like literally, I don't think that there's a, a young guy on their roster that I'm not in on. Oh, okay. and by the way, Santi Aldama is going to sub in for Jaron Jackson probably as a starter. Really? And, and they're just going like to, and they're just going to, uh, I mean, it's preseason. So they're just, they're just testing who's going to start or not. But I mean, the only question mark with them is Dylan Brooks and his shot selection and his contract and his Oh, he's a free agent. Yeah, after the year. Oh, so it could be a Chuck year. <laughs> I mean, it's already he's been <laughs> chucking it every single year. So every year is a Chuck year for him. Do you think that this team can compete for a championship? <sighs> That's a good question. I don't think so. I think they're a really good regular season team, but I don't know if they have that it factor yet. I don't know the like, it factor. Yeah. Like that veteran that can just knock down a clutch three or like somewhere down the line. I don't think they have that. I don't know. What I, about you? I think that this is a team that makes perfect sense for the next disgruntled star. But that depends. Do you want to break up the chemistry that you have with the Desmond Bain and the Dylan Brooks? Yeah. And like, for example, with the KD thing, like that would have been, if it was realistic, they. I don't think it's it's a bad thing for them to go all in on a guy like that. No, but of course not. When we talk about disgruntled stars, if that's like a Bradley Beal, right? With the contract that he just got, I don't know. Like, it has to be the right star. Yeah. And I don't know who that is. I don't know. Maybe, uh, damn, I have no clue. Stars? Bradley Beal, I mean... There's a chance that we have, we just mentioned at the beginning of the pod that a lot of teams might just see what they're, where they're going 20 games in and be like, this is not worth it. Let's go for Victor. Let's go for Scoot. Right. I'm not going to throw bad vibes out there for the Bulls, but people are already saying that, you know, of course you have to bring the Bulls into this. (laughs) I saw the, I'm sure you've seen the, the Westbrook 2027, 2029 for Vooch and DeRozan. People are talking about it now. So would you do that? Not yet. No, I'm not even going to even entertain it yet. (sighs) But if we are going to talk about teams that are kind of in the middle, yeah. Wanting to bottom out then it opens up a whole different door of potential players that Memphis might have access to. Got you. And I think that they need a second guy if they want to win a title. Yeah. That second star we're talking about. Second yeah, star. Yeah, absolutely. So then you have Memphis at number one. Your number two was, I'm sorry, who was it? The Golden State Warriors. Golden State, okay. And my number one is the Denver Nuggets. Wow. So I'm Please talk about this. Yeah, I think that with Denver... They are, you know, back-to-back MVP in Jokic, but they are yeah. a team that I, I personally think nailed the offseason. Yeah. You add KCP, um, who, when you give Nikola Jokic elite, not only shooters, but, like, 
the guy that can hit from the corner at a really high right. level, yeah. KCP does that. Bruce Brown takes some playmaking responsibilities off yeah. of Murray and off of Jokic. I don't know what to expect from MPJ, but if you have MPJ in a corner and yeah. KCP in another corner, yeah. and you have Jokic, it's like, going to be really hard to help. You don't even have you don't even need Michael Porter to do too much, right? You just need him to knock down some shots, create a little bit, a little bit, not even that much, because Jamal Murray. If they switch, beat yeah. the mismatch. Yeah, um, that's it. Yeah. And then you have Bones Highland. Bones Highland. I'm high on Bones. I like Bones a lot. They have such a high ceiling to me. Yeah. Um, but also, like, we've seen this with the Nuggets before. It's like yeah. they'll tread water or they'll, like, not live up to expectations. They really need to set the tone early in the season yeah. and really solidify their place as a serious contender. Because right. if they don't... The media is going to say, oh, it's the same old Nuggets. Yeah. And then if it's a failed season for them, you think they're just going to start trading some pieces away? That is really interesting. So are you talking about like Maybe. reshuffling the deck around yeah. Jokic? Yeah. Like trading away Jamal Murray and PJ. To do what, though? Like what? Just to retool or something. Are we talking about like a like a Durant type of thing where you get a better player? Maybe. I don't know. Like you have to, if it doesn't work out, you have to switch something around. Right. I think the first piece to go would be Mike Malone. Really? Which I don't, I'm not saying I agree with that, but I think that. See, that's the problem with the NBA. Even if it's, even though he's the right coach and he has a bad season, they're just going to just let him go. I don't think that'd be the right move just to let coaches but yeah, um, damn, I lost trainer. <laughs> um, it's okay. Man. So <laughs> my biggest thing with them is if they wanted to retool the deck and yeah. reshape their roster, it's going to be hard to do so because if you're doing that, it means that you kind of failed. Yeah. And if you kind of failed, that probably means MPJ didn't live up, live to, up to MPJ to height, yeah. and his contract is going to be even harder to move then. And then it probably means Murray probably did the same thing and his contract would be harder to move then. Right. So they really, it's kind of make a break. It. It's a make or break year for them. If they don't yeah. do well. And a guy we didn't mention is Aaron Gordon. This team is, Ooh. is loaded with like the right kind of mix of guys yeah. that should be able to make some noise. And obviously with the back to back MVP, but let's get right into it then. Yeah. Western Conference Finals, I want you to say, who, who are your two teams and who do you have winning the West this season? I mean, I'll say Warriors and Clippers, and then I have Warriors again going to the Finals. Warriors and Clippers, and you have Warriors going to the Finals. Hold up, that doesn't make sense, though, because I have Warriors. All right. Um, oh, Let me change that seating. up. Yeah, because of the seedings. Um, let's go with Warriors. Damn. Warriors Denver. Warriors Denver. Western Conference Finals. The second seed versus the fourth seed. Okay. I like that. I'm going to go with the Warriors and the Clippers. <laughs> and I know that that's, okay. yeah, that's very yeah. status quo, but I just don't think that the other team's experience is going to be able to match yeah. wits with Golden State and the Clippers. But 
everybody's in on the Clippers, and yeah. that kind of scares me as well. But didn't you say off air that you really like Denver versus the Clippers? I oh, that is a good point. That you is said, a good point because Jokic can give a huge problem for the Clippers, like he did. You know, I keep bringing it up, bubble season, but I mean they've given them a huge problem. I'm gonna flip that. You're right, and I did say that, and I'm gonna go Denver versus Golden State because if I'm going by my <laughs> seating, Denver would meet the Clippers in yeah, round two. Right. For some reason, I was thinking Denver would meet Golden State. Yeah. In round two, but no, you're right. I I have Denver versus the Clippers in the second round, mm-hmm. and in that case, yeah, the Clippers have one center on their. I mean, yeah. you can count Moses Brown and Diabate, but but I mean, they can also do some, you know, shuffling in, around in and get you. Moves. A, yeah. I think they need to. I I think that it's not something that they can do. I think it's something that they need to do. What kind of centers do you think that can be out there for a good backup? I have no idea off the top of my head, but they need somebody that can, they don't need anybody spectacular. They just need somebody to replicate the things that Hartenstein did for them. Yeah. And he he took a lot of the playmaking responsibility away and he also was a solid defender, and he was great pick-and-roll operator with right. whoever the guard was. They need somebody that, that takes the load off of Zubats because you can't put that much pressure on Zoo as your only big. Yeah, and you can't. I know they're going to try to go small ball this year, right? Maybe put Robert Covington, Kawhi boked up. Maybe he can play the five. But that's a lot of wear and tear if they're playing the five, you know? Yeah. And they're playing like Jokic. He can eat that up easily like they did. <laughs> I keep bringing it up like bubble season when they have Martres Hero guarding him. Who is so? So I'm sorry. Who is your pick to win the West? The Warriors. The Warriors. I have the Warriors as well. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that's, you know, obviously for Warriors fans, they would love it. Yeah. For the NBA fan, um, do you think that there's anything wrong with not wrong that's not the right word but anything like does it get too stale does it get too stale seeing the warriors the over same. and over again i mean i nah, have no you, problem with it no you got to beat them exactly <laughs> be a man and beat them exactly <laughs> don't don't be a punk about it don't run away from it challenge them i i, I want i want the clippers to face the warriors that's the huge matchup i want to see i didn't see it in the second round but uh, I see it on Twitter, like Clippers and Warriors fans just going back and forth, and it's funny as hell. <laughs> that would be a hell of a series. I can't wait for the season. We have, what, 13 days till season, I believe, 12, 13, somewhere around there. 13 um, days. 13 days. It's going to be one of the regular season might not live up to expectations with all the tanking, but yeah. the postseason and what matters should be one of the most exciting that we've seen. Um, I can't wait. Johnny Rara, thank you for joining us today. Appreciate it. Do you have anything else you want to say before we get out of here? Nah, man. Just uh, thankful to live another day, man. That's right. Uh, Let's get a quick Bulls prediction for you before we get out of here. Let's not. (laughs) We we don't have to. All right. As always, thank you guys for listening. And until next time, Armand out. (laughs) 